I know God. I love me some Jesus. It's moving too much. That's crazy. <laughs> That's on the next episode. It's the moon reading. I rock with you, Yaya. It's all love. They better listen to this advice. We good. You crazy, girl. This is what this show is about, all right? We but keep the it real. real and real talk. The God in God talk. Hello, hello, and you're listening to Real Talk on God Talk, a podcast for people who skip brunch, oh, no, skip church for brunch <laughs> on Sunday. Yep, and okay. remix <laughs> for this episode. Welcome, everyone, to our first ever crossover mashup episode with the one and only fellow podcaster, the hip-hop theologian, Bridget herself. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you, Bridget, for joining us today in this crossover mashup episode. We are ready to have a great time. Yes, my pleasure. Let's get us started. Ladies night. Bridget, yes. would love for you to kind of kick us off, um, especially considering your academic background with hip hop, um, your personal story. Would love for you to just kind of get us started. Why does it matter? Why, why are we talking about hip hop? Why are we talking about women in hip hop? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so hip hop, hip hop is one of those genres to me that I feel doesn't always get the credit it deserves. I feel like hip hop music sometimes gets the gets the short end of the stick. You know, I think that it can be easy to say to dismiss hip hop music and dismiss it as um, valid to label it as inappropriate to say um oh no no we don't we don't listen to that here but i think that we i think that when we take a step back and we look at hip-hop music as a whole we really begin to see just applicable the lyrics are and just how necessary the genre is for the culture as a whole so i'm i think that we, we can even look at hip-hop music as an analysis a analysis on race relations, analyzing um, social movements, political movements, looking at history. I think that all of that is captured inside of hip hop music. Um, and at least something that I've noticed just in reading and everything that's taken place um, just this past summer was that with these major movements, there are often songs connected to them, um, songs tied to this, tied to these movements, and that speak to the circumstances that we're living in. And I think that we see that right now with the song "Glory." Um, that song is a song that I often hear played uh, when it comes to any type of civil unrest or any type of injustices, um, particularly in the Black and Brown communities. That song is often played. Um, so, yes, that's a small example, but I think it's really interesting that hip hop artists sing that song. You know, that that's not, they're not uh, pop artists that are singing that song, but it's hip hop artists that are singing our generations. Well, one of our, one of the songs that our generation has as a song that describes the movement. Um, I think hip hop music is also very healing. I think there's a healing aspect of it for the artists. Yes. But also for the communities that this artist comes from. You know, I, um, Yaya, you had mentioned about my studies and, you know, my academic background. And in my academic background, I use this term called urban spirituality. Um, and I did not create that term. That's a term that's already, <laughs> that's already out there. I wanted to be clear about that. Um, but when it comes to urban spirituality, I think about how um, hip hop music is a, is a way to express our spirituality um, and that hip hop music itself is sacred. Um, and that things that are sacred aren't limited to church buildings um, and that it can also happen on the streets. And I feel like hip hop music is um, like this is a take on urban spirituality and it really mixes um, street life and God, the divine. Um, and that just it, that its creation shows that sacred elements aren't confined to church spaces. Yes, all of that, Bridget, all of that. <laughs> Absolutely. And and um, 
I love what you said of that sacredness is not only in church spaces. And, you know, we can take it even farther than that. Sacredness is not only white male. Sacredness is mm-hmm. not only male. Right. And I think this is one of the like the important things that hip hop teaches us, specifically the women in hip hop about representation and also about um, what they are actually going through not only what is going on outside, but the issues that women face in relationships, um, in society, uh, intimate partner violence, all, all of these things, right? Also sexuality and also um, embracing um, sex in general. And I think that's one of the things that the women of hip hop do so well um, and do it with absolutely no regret and no... Um, wondering, you know, if, if they should fit in or not. You know what I mean? It, it was just like the, the women of hip hop who came really broke down the doors and were just like, hey, we're here. We're here to stay. And that's what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, Bridget, some of what you said, especially about like hip hop as an analysis, you know, when when we say every day I'm hustling, people mm-hmm. aren't hustling for no reason. You know, that it's not happening in a vacuum and so that really like hip-hop as a lens into what is happening with black people Mm -hmm. or people in urban areas people of color you know whatever people who aren't at the center what is happening with us Mm -hmm. and how can we express that and I, I just think that that's really important but not but and a part of why this conversation is like super important to me is honestly, cause I'm mad. I'm like really mad. Like I feel like when it comes to hip hop is often seen as not legitimate. Like you said, Bridget, like, you know, in terms of music, like look at how people get paid. Pop stars get paid this much. They get this much clout. Hip hop stars are seen as secondary, right? So hip hop is already illegitimate because blackness and black people are seen as illegitimate. But then take that and zero in on women within hip hop are seen as illegitimate. We're constantly being trashed. Like, Mm -hmm. take the simplest example, uh, you know, current hip hop artists, Nikki, uh, not Nikki, what's her name? Um, Cardi Cardi. and Megan, they come out with WAP. They get completely Mm -hmm. trashed and lambasted for it. But guys doing the same type of big booty hoes. like Get with it. I can say anything. Yeah, yeah. And it, you know, it it passes the mark. And so I think um, a part of why this conversation is so important today is one, to center women, Mm -hmm. um, and also to to talk about like what's legitimate and what's illegitimate. And that, like, just what you said about sacredness, I think it really shows up in hip hop. And if if we don't talk about it, who's going to talk about it? Yeah. And I think just just one more thing on what you said, Yaya, I think it's so true when you said, like, you know, women could do a song like WAP, right? And men been doing the same thing. And so it makes me think of like um, how even even men who want to say that they support like women and everything like that, I say you support women up until the point where we are owning our sexuality, right? And, you know, the one thing that is really free is our our sexuality, you know what I mean? And like, even that it comes under control. And so like, that's also an important conversation that needs to be had because, you know, everything that, is out now it's not new people have been doing it for years and then you know other rappers come out you know with songs like throw baby and it's it's all good it's, it's all glorified you know and that's okay you no know, throw we, baby for you <laughs> no exactly you know <laughs> no i feel you I, I get what you're saying there <laughs> but this is what i'm saying you know our um when a woman goes to own her her sexuality, then it becomes an issue. And it really only becomes an issue when somebody else, other people are trying to control it, right? Um, but we'll, we'll get more into that later. Yes, yes, we will. But um, I think one way that we can approach this conversation is honestly telling the full story, going chronologically. Let's go. From, from the <laughs> 70s, 80s, which uh, I, I'm looking at the audience right now. I, I'm not sure how many people are, are from that era or familiar, yeah. but got to give props where props are due and always That's talk about our foundation. Yeah. Um, going from the 70s, 80s to the early 90s, 90s, 2000s eras till today. And so um, I think I think it's important that we that we talk about where where we come from and just from the fact that hip hop started off as survival music. You know, New York City school public school systems were being defunded, um, like massive cuts as as 
history we see history repeating itself but anyway mm-hmm. we see we saw massive cuts in those times cuts to music programs kids weren't getting the music uh ability to play instruments and so what do they do they go down to the basics they go right yeah. to the to the beats mm-hmm. they know using to the lunch tables right to the lunch <laughs> tables all those things and so i think i think hip hop coming out of survival music or coming out of a place of survival um is important and especially important when we look at it from a woman's lens yeah what survival mm-hmm. means for for black women for women of color for yeah. women period mm-hmm. in 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 the world in the united states and so um we'd love for you to kind of jump into it truth yeah i got you on this so um like yeah i was saying um hip-hop a lot of the foundations of it for for women start off with like MC uh, Shah Rock, right? She was one of the first women rappers to really make it quote unquote big. Um, and she was actually part of the Funky Four Plus One. Ironically, she was the plus one. So that'll oh, tell you about yeah. the times, right? <laughs> but um, the Funky Four Plus One actually appeared on Saturday Night Live in 1981. So this wasn't only huge for hip hop and for rap and for rap groups um, in general. It was it was just big in general because this was the first time that a rap group appeared on national broadcast TV, right? So obviously that's a big deal, especially back in that time. Um, and then we have other uh, women hip-hop rappers who have paved the way like mc light queen latifah roxanne shante um and one of the things that we were talking about off camera was that roxanne was really out here she was battling she was really out here freestyle battling in the cyphers these grown men she was about 14 when she was doing this right um Mm -hmm. i mean there there may be some 14 year olds right now like rapping right well most of them like they out here doing these tiktok dances right nothing wrong with that but this tells you like just a different time and so roxanne was really out here like oh okay people want to i was just i was just saying it's a different time (laughs) so you know um Roxanne really came out here and started doing the freestyle battles and she was really like really phenomenal and um shagira tell, tell the people about what you were saying about cindy campbell Yeah. And so I think, you know, Truth gave us this little rundown of early hip hop history. Right. And I think what is very interesting is that Truth was able to name these individual names. But when you look at these documentaries about hip hop, if you just put on BET for a second, (laughs) many of these women will not be mentioned that's never, never. And so That's talk about, like, when you look at erasure of women, you look at erasure of women in hip hop history specifically, it's so true. But then, you know, I think about, um, oh gosh, what is her name? Cindy Campbell. Cindy Campbell. Thank you. I think about Cindy Campbell. When you hear the story of the start of hip hop at this, at this, uh, at this, uh, party in the Bronx, right? Mm-hmm. You hear about DJ Kool Herc who, who, who made it happen. You always hear, always hear his name, his name yeah. but we do not mm-hmm. hear about Cindy Campbell, who was the actual promoter who threw the party herself. Mm-hmm. Like without her throwing the party saying, Hey, make this flyer, bring the people out, putting down the money. Right. Like there would be no first party. There would be no jam in the park. There would be no hip hop as we know it. Mm -hmm. And so I think what, what we were kind of talking about off camera that I I would love to hear what y'all think about it. Or if you see the parallels is I think that there are so many similar parallels when we look at like, especially like the Jesus story and biblical history. When you, when you, when you think about the Jesus story and you hear, and you know, we're coming upon Easter time. So even specific Easter time, we, we think about, you know, who was it that that found Jesus at the tombs? Who was it that spread the word? It was yes. the woman. It was the lady. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I find those parallels to one, be interesting, but just be disappointing at how like we're constantly being erased. We're constantly being replaced. And it just pisses me off. That's <laughs> <laughs> good reason. Yeah, absolutely. And it's some of the stuff that still goes on today, right? And it's like, yeah, hip hop started all like party, 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 especially like women, you know, MC Light um, were doing a lot of party tracks, right? And then we have um, 
to talk about the the issues that were going on at the time, we also had different voices coming in, right? So someone like Queen Latifah, you know, was rapping about relationships um, within our community and really taking us into like a multi-dimensional way of expressing ourselves, right? If you really listen to like her lyrics, you went ITY, you know, she really goes deep into, into these songs about, you know, us in our own community having unity about um, cops already, uh, violence in, in the streets. She was talking about all of this way before, you know, um, it, it became way before we started seeing it because of the advances of technology. Um, so I, I was saying earlier that hip hop is kind of like a child. It grows um, through the through the years and through different generations, we kind of see hip hop grow with us, and each generation gets something different from it. And so, like, even thinking about that, like, I have so much more I could talk about UNITY, but we'll we'll keep it moving. Um, <laughs> but thinking about the nineties and two thousands, mm. I know we're moving into Bridget's area. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yes, <laughs> this is this is truly my favorite, my mm -hmm. favorite favorite era. Um, yeah. So you know, nineties, early two thousands. I feel like this is when we're really seeing a wide variety of women expressing themselves in a ton of different ways. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think that's what I really love about it. Um, I love that there is, there's so many different women we can choose from, right? Like we have Lokin and Foxy, you know, and we're talking, we have like mm -hmm. the sex appeal of them. And then we have Aaliyah with her more like mysterious demeanor. Yes. I'm going to wear my sunglasses inside. You don't really know what I look like. I have all my baggy clothes. Yeah. And then we have Missy Elliott. And I mean, yes. I'm still stuck on Missy Elliott in a trash bag. Like <laughs> what? Missy Elliott in a trash. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I, I, we have that. And then we have, you know, the futurism that Missy Elliott brings. And then we have Lauren Hill and like the self-reflection that, La yes. oh, excuse me, that Miss Lauren Hill. Yes, truly, truly that Miss Lauren Hill brings to the table um, and just the the depth that she brings. Um, so I I feel like we and even in mentioning Lauren Hill, especially like I feel like I can't even say Lauren Hill without highlighting womanism and without highlighting the fact that um, womanism is this um, genre that studies and centers spirituality and studies the cultural experiences of all black women um, and women of color. Um, yeah. And in highlighting womanism, like my mind also jumps to like Dolores Williams and jumps to Dolores Williams book, sisters in the wilderness specifically, where she looks at the um, Hagar story and she, instead of looking at it as, Oh, Abraham and Sarah, they couldn't um, have a child. So, you know, they have Hagar. She has a child for them. And you see how God provided for them because God is the one that said, oh, provided Hagar for them to have a child. And Dolores Williams is like, mm, let's take a look at this. <laughs> um, right. Let's rethink this for a moment. Um, let's, and let's look at this from Hagar's perspective. And let's look at Hagar um, and highlight that Hagar is exercising her agency and that Agar, Hagar is seeing, oh, you know, like, this, these are the circumstances that I'm in right now, but what can I do to better my situation? What can I do to exercise the agency that I do have? And I see that really taking place in hip hop music in the 90s and the early 2000s. Women really stepping in and saying, um, you know, this is, every, everybody is not a Miss Lauren Hill. Everybody is not an Aaliyah. Everyone is yes. not um, a Missy Elliott but they are who they are. And they're still saying, you know what, this is me. I'm here unapologetically. Um, and they really just own their space. And I love that about this genre. That's one of the things that stands out the most to me. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Bridget, I, like you said so many things. I don't even know where to start. For real. <laughs> the, the two that are really getting me that I think are so true are one that uh, the parallels to womanism, just mm -hmm. the idea that the 90s and 2000s era was a time where we're seeing women in hip hop 
able to be more dynamic and multifaceted and just Mm -hmm. have more agency over their own image especially I think Mm -hmm. like I think like you know you look at the 90s 2000s era there's the kind of like sex sells brash in your face like uh Lil Kim Foxy Brown Trina type of like look right or look image and sound um and then like you said like there's I don't want to say more spacey, but let's say more, more consciously spiritual, uh, people like Miss Lauren Hill, like, uh, even Erica Badu, you know, we're looking and then we're look even stylistically people like, like Missy, you know, Debrat came up in the chat, people that are willing to like really push beyond and keep pushing. And I think it's during this era that, we watch women really be able to like, you know, I don't want to be essentialist and be like, oh, women care about emotions more than men. But I think that when we look at hip hop as, you know, from the eighties era being like, let's push black power, black empowerment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and what does power look like? That lens was so masculine, yeah. like power yeah. means getting money, power means yeah. getting bitches, excuse right. my language guys. Power means mm-hmm. getting, getting, getting. Yeah. And, we watched these women in the night in the nineties, two thousands era say, yeah, power means that the way that men say it, mm-hmm. Foxy Brown, Lil Kim, you know, them, mm-hmm. but power also means, and power means with the, like the Lauren Hill. Like I really, I really think about Miss Lauren Hill as like opening up my eyes to, to, I think for me, at least Miss Education really tapped into something. What? Yes. Yeah. Definitely. The Miseducation Lorna, that that album in general, that's another album you can listen front to back, back to front. And I don't care what nobody said. Like, she made the Fujis, so whatever. Oh, fight, yeah. fight me. <laughs> <laughs> fight me if you want to. <laughs> but that's what it is. Um, but yeah, there were so many great things that you said, Bridget, and I, I, I want to just point in on what you said about everyone owning their space and tying it back to uh, I want to say how we view spirituality is like this is what we mean when um, people are welcomed in a space that they can really come as they are they can really own that space and that for me that's what it means to welcome people into like a church or into any spiritual spaces to you allow the person to be who they are and welcome them open your arms to them in that space. And I think hip hop has a way of doing that, but specifically, of course, like the women of hip hop have had a way to do that, to really embrace each other and listen to so many different sides of a story. Um, so that's just something that stuck out for me. One of my favorites from the, from the bad girl era, the original bad girl era, uh, <laughs> a little Kim, big mama thing. Even just listening to the framing of the lyrics, like I used to be scared of the dick. Now I throw lips to this shit. Like she talks about prior to putting on this persona, being scared to be in control, to 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 yield the power that she has. And then the ways in which that has changed for her. And I really think that for me, that just has some spiritual resonance. And like there, there are lots of places spiritually I used to be scared to go to. Mm-hmm. And as I mature and I get older, not just spiritually, just in anything, as we get older, as we mature, as we get more experiences, I'm not scared. And it like, it's just really empowering to me. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think there is um, something really, really powerful when uh, women in hip hop really started coming in and taking control of their sexuality, asking no permission from men to do so. Um, and really focusing it also on the pleasure that a woman is supposed to feel when you are in in a relationship or when just whenever you're having sex, right? Just to be able to like um, have like that kind of not like permission, but understanding like, hey, yeah, it's supposed to be pleasurable for us too, you know? And I think many times um, prior to this, all you really heard was like, you know, men saying the same thing, just uh, talking about women. So it was a big deal when Lil' Kim and Foxy and Trina was coming out and talking about this, that, and third, but they got labeled differently, right? 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 They, yeah. they, they was labeled hoes and tricks and this and that and the third. And like, it's not right because they were doing the exact same thing um, that 
you know, their male counterparts were doing. It's really no different. Um, it's just like we, we said earlier, wop and throw baby. It's no difference. They're both talking about a sexual experience. Right. Um, and so really <laughs> when we, when we go, like, <laughs> when we go from like the eighties to the nineties, we see like this, um, kind of like this curve in hip hop where, where, um, it becomes, uh, s- sexual, right? Where we start talking more explicitly about mm-hmm. sex and more explicitly about our bodies. And one of the things that um, we often say is that in the church, we don't talk about sex at all, right? Churches, maybe nowadays more, more do, but if we're being honest, most of us grew up in like spiritual spaces where church was not, um, sex was not spoken of yeah. in, mm-hmm. in, a, in a good way. It was often something forbidden, something dirty, something nobody's ever ready for, um, something that has like, you know, consequences every single time. You know, what I mean? it's, it's always, always in this very dark light. Um, and so I think hip hop does this thing where it like it kind of moves and, and flows um, with that in talking about sexuality. And of course, that's not me saying that every song that is sexual is like trying to be spiritual or something like that. No. Um, but that's, <laughs> thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> that's, <about it. laughs> that's an important distinction. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I really like that with this song specifically. Um, I really like that Lil' Kim is owning her sexuality. Yes. But there's also this element of like kitchen table talk with this song to me that that it's giving me it's very much like I'm on the phone with my girls talking to my friends it's very much like I don't I don't know I I guess I think that's what it's giving me it's giving me something that feels a little okay this is this is these is the word I was thinking how am I going to phrase this what it's giving me is I feel like previously conversations around sex were more like hush, hush, talked mm-hmm. about with your girls on your phone and a group chat or anything like that. But this is very like, no, 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 we're going to talk about this publicly. And I think that there is a power in naming that Lil' Kim is doing here. Mm-hmm. I think there is, um, I think that she's taking the shame out of sex mm-hmm. um, that a lot of people that grew up in church spaces i'll just speak from my own experience of growing up in a church space that was um anyways growing up in in churches um yeah yeah so this that's what it's giving me that's something that i that i really appreciate about this song um yeah just kind of like taking the the hush hush about it and like yeah. listen this is what we're going to talk about and i'm talking about it in front of you so yes. you can hear me because i want you to hear what i'm talking about not you just happen to overhear mm-hmm. but intentionally um having this conversation and so, also oh sorry go ahead. No, go ahead, oh, go ahead. okay and also you know um this is not saying that little kim was the first one to do it you know song right. and pepper they were one of the first ones that went let's talk about sex baby right and then what did corporate america do they had them do let's talk about aids baby when they did that whole aids campaign you know what i mean so it wasn't like little mm-hmm. kim was the first person to do it um but if you see, if you put them side by side, you'll see how the time has moved. And it was a big deal when they even just said sex, mm-hmm. you know, when it, they weren't, they didn't want to play them on the radio or nothing like that. Um, and if you even see the the video of let's talk about sex um, for that time, it was very ahead of its time. And so then, like you said, Bridget, then Lil' Kim comes and is like, okay, well, yeah, we, we talking about sex, but I'm gonna tell you what we really talk about. Right? <laughs> so, so it's like, you know, there was levels to this, like of how, um, you you keep you keep exposing because people aren't getting it when you're trying to talk about it in a hush hush. And it was like, okay, no, this this is what we're talking about. So go ahead, uh, yeah, yeah. So I definitely I, I I want to highlight another like another aspect of of womanhood and hip hop. So I I, I want to talk a little bit about my girl Erica, but before we even get into that I do want to say Bridget I think you touched on something that really resonates with me in terms of like that girlfriend kitchen talk like and that's what I really appreciate about the song there's something about being talked at by men yes and I think Mm -hmm. in our culture 
often we're talked at. We're talked at by white men at work. We talk mm-hmm. that by black men at home. We talk that, well, mm-hmm. me, not me, not my mommy. He don't talk at Not you, me. not you. <laughs> like, you, know, you get my point. Yeah. You know, you're often yeah. talked at. And to have a song explicitly about sex that is woman talking to woman, yeah. and it it's a different type of intimacy. It's a different type yes. of freedom. It's a different type of self-expression yes. um, and a different way to tap into self, God, sexuality, whatever, when it is that type of woman to woman talking. So I think that's another way that the, the, those resonant lines of womanism kind of just keep popping up. Mm-hmm. Keep coming through. Absolutely. But, <laughs> All hail my girl Erica Badu. <laughs> One of my friends was actually pretty convinced that Erica Badu was like starting a cult or something. Like, anyway, we could go into that later. That's but, another episode. <laughs> right, that's another episode. But when it comes, but I think that that does speak to the idea that her spiritual take really resonates with people. Mm-hmm. Like, really, really resonates with people. And, um, like there are a lot of entry points into that specific clip, but um, I I had done a, a presentation at the American Academy of Religion back in like 2017. Um, and it was basically talking about Baduism, Erica Badu's first album that this comes from and how um, it can be taken seriously as a, as a, as a text and a source when thinking about womanism, which is um, what Bridget was talking about earlier, that the, the, the idea that there are uh, black women's ways of knowing and having theological understanding grounded in knowledge that is kind of like that kitchen table talk that Bridget was talking about earlier, grounded in our survival. And uh, (laughs) I see someone in the chat, (laughs) Kevin, is ready for the church of Badu. I hear that. Okay. Yes, we do. there, there are so many entry points into the ways in which Erica, like, you know, she talks about when she's spitting some deep esoteric knowledge, the, the atoms of the body rotating yeah. at 360 degrees, like she's going ham. And I think a lot of times, especially when people try to make it sound like hip hop is either frivolous or women MCs, you know, they, mm-hmm. they can't make it if they not rapping about they coochie like i've heard that right. so many times i can't so many coochie on, on <laughs> <laughs> all on the zoom Jesus, sorry, but I, i've heard that verbatim <laughs> um and i i think that this just really in like we can go so many directions but it really points to just the the gravity the seriousness the introspection that 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 happens in hip-hop music and specific specifically witnessed by do Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly it. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the other um, coming off of Badu, for me, um, one of the other things that we, I guess for me that opened my eyes, um, obviously, like, we we all know about, like, the um, domestic violence, right? But there was something about when... Eve put out Love is Blind that this song thinking about it now like this song was a banger it was it was on the radio you know made a video for it and everything everybody was singing it everybody was bopping to it but she's really talking about her friend like in a you know domestic violence situation you know who got killed um and this was the thing that I love about hip-hop that hip-hop is not just about yes it's about all the things that were going on outside of you but it also brought in this vulnerability of what was going on within our lives as women and bringing that to the masses of like, you're not going to shut this down. You're not going to quiet my voice. I'm going to tell you what just happened, you know? And I think that was something very powerful that, that has come out of hip hop, um, specifically um, with rappers like Eve and there's so, so many other women in hip hop who have done the same. Um, and then I think we, we touched on this earlier, but going just back to the aesthetics of Missy Elliott, um, it's really been like, yes, Missy is a rapper, but please do not forget, Missy is a producer. She's a composer. She's a writer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like Missy needs her flowers. Like really. She does. 
this say is that again. Yes. Say that again. Yes. I'm like, no, Missy, Missy on there making these beats, composing these lyrics, putting this, that, and th- like Missy could get down. Okay. Like they sleep on Missy so much. It gets me mad. I'm going to get upset. But, <laughs> but, um, she, for, for me, Missy is one of, um, one of my biggest influences for getting into music. And then that's not even talking about the videos that she makes. Okay. So ahead of her time they, like people are just catching up to what Missy's doing, you know, been doing for like 20 years already. So give her her flowers. I just want to add a little bit on the Missy part and just, you know, I think a lot of times like rap or hip hop purists will say what you are worth is your, your lyricism, like straight up, whatever your lyricism, that's yeah. what you're worth. Mm-hmm. However, I think that there's something about like this conversation being not strictly about hip hop music, but also about hip hop culture and just the yeah. idea of self-expression. Because mm-hmm. when you look at Missy's like ability to be imaginative and to really reach forward when it comes to style, like way ahead of her time, like way, way, way ahead of her time to be in that space of imagination and Afrofuturism, that is mm-hmm. a god like that yeah. is a creative, generative, yes. like way left field space. Like, oh, you clearly hear space, mm-hmm. you know? And I just like, y'all say, give uh, her her flowers, really give her her flowers and just recognize, like when we say creativity and making something out of nothing mm-hmm. and like talk about the beauty that can come of this, like that is real, like that imaginative space, that's the type of stuff that that we want like yeah. when we listen to this music i think i think bridget you might have called some hip-hop low vibration earlier yeah <laughs> yeah I, I thought that was really like that really yeah. um resonated with me but like ultimately what we're looking for is to be inspired and raise our vibrations yeah mm-hmm. like missy i'm just like yes mm-hmm. yes absolutely mm-hmm. I'm even curious about like just Missy Elliott as a whole um, and her creativity is making me think if it's reminding me of Octavia Butler and her um, Parable of the Sower series and about how now that we're in this pandemic, you know, everybody is going back to Octavia Butler and saying, oh, my gosh, she was so gifted. She was such a poet. Look at this. Look at this. And I feel like that's going to happen with Missy Elliott. That is. I mean, yes. I would like for it to happen now, but I just feel like it's going to happen sometime in the coming years, maybe 10 years, maybe five, maybe 20. But people are going to look back and say, oh, my gosh, did you see what Missy Elliott was doing? Did you see her dancing on top of the moon? And do you see her dancing in the rain? And do you see her spitting across the plate? Like, yes, <laughs> I mean, that was a little longer, but oh, my God. Oh, my God. Just I just I feel like I would like for Missy to receive her flowers now. Yes. But I feel like she's really, really, really going to get the shine that she deserves in the coming years. I, I just yeah. I can just see that happening. So yeah. just my two cents on that. I guess that's my TED talk about exactly. the future of Missy Elliott. <laughs> Missy I Elliott guess we all stand for somebody. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Yes. Well, exactly speaking right. of us standing for somebody, I well, I, actually, I don't know your age, Bridget, but I know Truth and I are kind of showing our age that we yeah. are stuck in the 90s, 2000s. <laughs> yeah. But if we fast forward a little bit to the current era, you know, we got our usual suspects. We got the Nickies, the Cardis, the Megans. We got the City Girls. Um, <laughs> who else is out right now? Sway Tate. Can't, can't forget about Bridges number one standards. <laughs> you know, Sweetie. Let's go. Yeah. Um, who else is out right now? Yeah, I mean, I think that those are... Do- oh, okay. Doja Cat, yes. Doja Cat, yes. Right. Cat, yes, yes. <laughs> Do- I think those Thank are you for that. The real big Can we give Janae an honorable mention? Yeah, yes, 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 yes. Not quite not quite a rapper, but, you know, dibbles and dabbles. Yeah, you know, <laughs> definitely in the sphere. J- Janae, yeah. especially when it comes to, like, helping to raise the consciousness or, like, a- accessibility of certain... I don't want to say certain types of spirituality. I'll say Eastern spirituality, specifically, mm-hmm. you have brought up earlier buddhism and christianity and that being like uh normalizing and welcoming people into that space who might not be there already janae definitely mm-hmm. um i i see in the chat uh snow the product oh y'all put me mm-hmm. on no I name yep Ooh. okay snow snow the product i will be googling no name okay you got rhapsody too 
Rhapsody. Can't forget Come Rhapsody. On. Don't forget Rhapsody. Come definitely, on. Definitely, definitely. Um, thinking about these, uh, the, the 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 new girls. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts? Where are we at? As he suddenly left enthusiasm in the room. Suddenly sucked all the life out of it. Um, you know, okay, so I guess I'm gonna go first since I since I tossed out Saweetie in my top five. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, that, that that's was a choice. Shocking. Right. And that's a choice that shocks myself. Um, I even shocked myself with that one. But um, yeah, no, I'm thinking, so at least some of the, the women that I'm really, really into right now are Saweetie, yes. Um, but and Janae Aiko as well. Um, kind of like what you had mentioned, Yaya, earlier about how Janae's ability to be versatile you know I like that on one track she'll get on and she's like listen I'm from Slauson don't try me if you do this I have my people that can do this I can still put on and then we have the other side of her that's very let's sit and meditate and let's be calm I'm gonna play my sound bowls yes um you know like very like yeah very like high vibrations so I and then you know she still can do like club hits songs that you want to play in a club so I I appreciate that about Janae and then Saweetie I told y'all I was from California right (laughs) (laughs) I mean for like the 50th time did you really (laughs) (laughs) the best coast the best coast you know you know um but yeah and then Saweetie I really like that Saweetie pulls from genre from artists that came before her so I know that sometimes, you know, people can be like, is she going to put out a song that's not a, a spoof on something, not a spoof, but not a, a, a sample, sample from something else. Yeah. But I feel like we see that a lot with Bad Boy, like Bad Boy. Um, Bad Boy, a lot of stuff. Kanye. Okay. They wasn't complaining yeah. then. So everybody could sit right. down and let her do her thing. Hello. I'm saying, and I like her songs, you know, yeah. I like, I like the, I like the hits that she puts Yo. out. So, and I like that it's a, it's a woman. I think that's really what it is for me, that these songs that were sung by men, um and it can be a little uh graphic but that sweetie is doing her own take on it and she's like okay listen like i'll take this beat but i'll but i'll make it the girl version but i'll make it the woman version mm-hmm. so that's something that i that i appreciate about her yeah. i like that um i mean i'll be honest i don't really listen to a lot of the hip hop like now um men or women like that's just I'm sorry um <laughs> but uh there are I do have a couple of favorites like um yeah Nikki Nikki's been a beast okay Nikki's been a beast since she came out so that's just yeah. hands down but that's that not Nika yeah 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 you know what I'm saying like been a beast everybody knows like even when Kanye was like I want want to take out her verse on monster because she really outdid me <laughs> you know what I mean like that, come on let's be for real of the corporate world of the like oh you're outshining me so let me just put you in the back a little bit let me right. take you. like how dare you right. anyway, See, is that you could be you could the be good audacity. just not better than them right yeah okay right. Mm-hmm. um but they are definitely like I've listened to to all of them been getting hyped to all of them um but I think for me personally there is a difference of like when I just need like something to give me a little more like a little a little more um a little more depth um i can't say that any of these on the list are like my first go-tos um i'm probably still stuck in like the 90s 2000s <laughs> so those are definitely my first go-tos but um there are a lot of like when you watch like the BET, like the the ciphers and everything like that. Like I love watching them because just to see who's coming up, who's doing what. Those are always like just some of my favorites to watch. Um, but I mean, you know, I think where hip hop in general is now is just very telling of you know everything that's going on in our world right now. You know, we've been in a pandemic. And a lot of times it's like, you know, people are looking for ways to like lift the spirits of other people. So, yeah, we do have like party tracks and stuff like that. And we'll hear them and we're like, man, if this was played in the club, this would go bananas, you know. So um, I think it is telling of the time. I think hip hop is still staying true to that, that it is still responding to what's going on around itself. 
So uh, just really quickly looking at the chat, I see a couple of uh, rappers being named that I want to yes. uh, talk about. And so uh, Akila talked about Snow the product, right? And uh, yeah. gave a little bit more context. Bay Area Latinx queer rapper. Definitely want to check her yeah. out. But also want to just raise that in doing research for, for this None of us listen to any trans woman rappers and that like, you know, uh, that could be because of accessibility. Like, are they being promoted? How do we find out about them? But definitely always want to call our trans sisters into the conversation. Mm -hmm. And um, I guess be honest with our audience that we don't have too much meaningful to say because yeah. we don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess that's on us to yeah. whatever you and want. And if y'all know too, if y'all know, put it in the chat. Yeah, because yeah. we always looking for something, somebody or someone different to listen to. So if y'all know, go ahead. Definitely. And want to raise Chica, too. Yeah. Um, shout out to Chica. Uh, I, think, I think I might have listened to her first album Beast. or her, I think her only album. Um, yeah, yeah. I really like it. Lots of spiritual mm-hmm. um, undertones there, too. Dej Loaf, actually, surprisingly. Um, like low-key I know that probably very few people listen to <laughs> not very few people listen to Dave Lowe but I feel like she's under the radar for the most mm-hmm. part but yeah. uh, her lyrics be um, I think that they are filling to me in a way that I think that what you said is true truth <laughs> um, but what what that is true in that when I look at that list I listen to all of those rappers like they're being repeat I'm yes. a sweet yeah. girl period and also they're not the most high vibration not the most mm-hmm. depthful lyrics they're not really giving you, me what I'm looking for when I'm trying to go like real deep yeah um and mm-hmm. I, I agree with you that that's indicative I think of where we we may all be not all of us but yeah. where many of us are um spiritually like I myself you know to start a podcast for people who skip church <laughs> it's like <laughs> it, it's, it's not a question that folks right. may not be at the place where that's your go-to creatively when you're gonna like put something out yeah and so I'm, I'm not surprised that we feel like they lack in a little bit yeah and I appreciate uh, all the all the um all the artists being named in the chat y'all really mm-hmm. doing your thing I love that because yeah, this yeah. is something that we can always check out and I want to do that. Melly. Yes, yeah. I see Melly in the chat. I was just listening to her today. Treezy, Flo, Millie, Tierra yeah. Wack. Okay, Lovers. I mean, I just I just love to shout out women, honestly. Exactly. I, yes. I love the genius. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm loving it. And um, I guess to close this out, Bridget, do you want to, uh, Bridget comes with the, with, she has a signature question. Uh, 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 <laughs> question you want to close us out yes 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 I would like to close with a question who are you listening to right now what song what are some songs that you're listening to right now maybe you got them on repeat maybe these are your staple go-tos so I'll but start let me know put me on so I'll be honest, I'm probably not putting you on with this one because <laughs> I've been one of those people who has listened to Auntie every day <laughs> 2013 when it came out or whenever it came out. I've listened to that album every single day. And so there's that. Um, but in terms of like something like not new, but like something new on my radar is um, I've been listening to this uh group and I think that they are from South Africa I think they're from South Africa but they're from the African continent uh, uh, and their name is uh, their name I don't know if this is the name of the song or the name of the album but Kokoroko no the name of the group is Kokoroko mm-hmm. and the name of like the EP is uh, Abusey Junction listen mm-hmm. it just 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 few lyrics mostly mostly uh instrumental and it just it sends me oh it just really gets me to that place and so i would tell you i look it up kokoroko abusi junction i like that that. um i think uh what am i listening to right now i i definitely have had the um the tiny desk the tiny desk concert of chica on and love that and uh, I think the only other person I've been listening to has been Rhapsody. I've been listening to Sojourner with her and J. Cole. Uh, that's definitely wow. Love that. And then 
uh what else yeah i think that's about it just those two i love it yeah definitely gotta give it a try wait what about wait 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 wait. no bridget what about you yeah 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 (laughs) (laughs) what am i listening to i'm listening to Mm. i'm listening to okay so this is kind of maybe coming out of left field <clears throat> but i'm listening to celia cruz <laughs> yes um, azucar yes yes, yes. lots of celia cruz yes we love um, it i'm also in the process of learning spanish so hence celia That's um it. but yes lots of her i've been listening to her the artist her yes uh, oh, her the streeter <laughs> Yes, I really like her. Um, yeah, Celia. Bad Bunny. Um, okay. Oh, I see Bad Bunny. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love y'all listening to BTS. Hey, you know? Yeah. Wait, so let's, let's, let's actually... <laughs> did, did you have anything else, Bridget, before we move to the chat so we could give some shout-outs for what... I'm going to check out the conversations. <laughs> no, nothing. I did see in the chat someone mentioned Jasmine Sullivan. I'm glad that they yes, shouted out Jasmine because I would add Jasmine on my list, too. Okay. So. Yeah. So we got Jasmine Sullivan, Hotels, uh, The Heart and the Tongue by Chance. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that one I know has real uh, has very clear spiritual themes. Yeah. new album, So Help Me God. Well, it got God in the title, so that's something. Um, B2, BTS, <laughs> shout out to all you K-poppers out there. Um, and that's funny. Yeah, Bad Bunny, he been, um, he been doing a lot of stuff lately. He's been everywhere. Yeah, definitely. And apparently hotels is everything. Okay. So uh, as we come to a close, um, want to just tell y'all thank you. Thank you, True. Yes. Thank you, Bridget. Thank, thank you, everyone you. who joined thank us. You. Like, special, special thanks to y'all. Mm-hmm. Y'all really um, made it popping today. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, thank you to everyone who who came through um, for this entire Zoom. Thank you for spending your evening with us. We really appreciate it. We really love y'all. Make sure y'all go and follow us at Real Talk on God Talk on Instagram and at the Hip Hop um, Hip Hop Theologian on Instagram. And um, just thank you so much for really spending this evening with us. We love y'all. We will catch you on the next one. Bridget, you got anything to say? Thank you so much. I'm so grateful. Grateful for you all's presence. Grateful to be here. Grateful for this conversation. All right, we will catch you on the next one. I don't believe in God. I know God. I love me some Jesus. Too much. That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) That's on the next episode. It's the moon reading. I rock with you, Yaya. It's all love. They better listen to this advice. We good. You crazy, girl. This is what this show is about, all right? We keep it real. real and real talk. The God.